You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter. Hello, 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 and welcome back to a new episode of A Whole Mood. Before we get into anything, I'm sorry, y'all, but it is with true disappointment that I share with you that Ativa has decided to bow out and give me full ownership of the show. My wish to do away with my opinion regarding this particular situation is because I do believe that Ativa reserves the right to defend herself. And due to Ativa's abrupt departure from this show, the experience is now taken away. It is to be expected when two people decide to start a project that they can approach things differently. I believe that was the beauty of this show for me. Ativa and I, from the very beginning, knew that our perspectives about life were at times at polar ends of the spectrum. Unbeknownst to y'all, Ativa and I have been struggling creatively for quite some time and unfortunately have hit a roadblock that we could not overcome. I'm in full support of Ativa doing whatever that makes her happy and at the end of the day, I wish she was here at the very least to offer her opinion and say goodbye. However, moving forward, I'll be keeping the show and hoping you all stick around to witness a new visual very soon. Here's to starting fresh and new. All right. So now that that is done, I have, again, a guest. Um, But instead of one guest, I have two guests. So this is probably like the first couples edition. And the couple that I have are literally like, they're like family to me. One is like a twin, um, literally same birthday, same personality, same music taste, everything. It's weird how (laughs) I've literally found a mirror. And then another one is a friend that I met at church. Um, she and him are in a relationship and we she literally came to me one day after service like i feel like we would be good friends and from there it started out just you know we went out to eat one day and we really clicked and the pandemic happened and we got Mm -hmm. closer and there were so many times where i was like low on life due to being unemployed and whatnot and she was like oh my god alon you got to come upstate with me blah 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 and I could never repay her for the favor that she gave me, like giving me. You that give trip. me and so much. You don't have to repay me. Yes, <laughs> I do. I feel indebted. But now, welcome, y'all, Daniil and Kevin. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How's it going, y'all? It's fine. I'm. I'm good. I'm good. You know, chilling, chilling. All right, all right. But no. Um. So the topic that we're mentioning today is just being candid. And also communication and being with somebody. I think, you know, when you're in partnership with somebody, whether life or project partnership, I feel like it's more of a task to make sure that you are updated in real time with somebody as opposed to going about everything on your own path, like really including and letting somebody in in all aspects of your life. I feel like it's so hard to do that, especially with me because I'm a bit of a loner. Um, 
But I think y'all were kind of one of the peer examples for me as to how I envision going into relationship. And I think the main thing that y'all had told me one time, y'all was saying like, our main thing from the very beginning is we are going to communicate. And I think the willingness to do that is really like the barrier that kind of shatters down. Can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. Um, Cause you said we are one of the, um, the, the peer examples. Uh, why mm-hmm. is that? Like just out of my own curiosity, cause we get that sometimes. And it's like, what do you, what do you see in our relationship that uh, inspires, so to speak? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll probably say this in a um, later episode as well. I think in my world of things, dealing with same gender loving situations, they are very few and far between when it comes to the success of it. Mm. And I generally think like men have this really diseased thing when it comes to Peter Pan syndrome. Men don't want to grow up. They don't Mm. want to actually tie down with anybody until their mortality is slapping them in their face. So they start balding. So they start getting liver spots. Like men do not want to settle down. Um, So I don't really have very many examples of successful relationships just in my personal family viewpoint and Mm -hmm. then also in my group of friends. Okay. Okay. Just curious. So you guys were probably one of the first. I appreciate it. Neil, I'm assuming you appreciate that as well. I mean, definitely. People talk about me and Kevin like we're God's gift to the world, um, like for relationships. And like we have our things that, that we go through, but... I could see how people would think that. Because we are in a generation in a world where people are all about me, 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 me. A lot of people approach relationship in a selfish way. And so with the two of y'all, y'all literally Mm -hmm. collectively come in with a willingness to learn and respect one another, which commonly right now, Mm -hmm. that's not happening. I'm going to read my journal Mm -hmm. excerpt because I just feel like it's something that I think people can benefit Mm -hmm. from hearing. But this is why I tell people that relationships are hard work. People like to paint Kevin and I as this perfect couple. I'll admit we really don't come um, come across much that we can't handle, but we're still two independent people with motivations and desires that can be biased and or selfish. I think where we differ from others <laughs> is that we're willing, com- committed, and know the importance and necessity of pausing to review our intentions toward each other. If I had sent him a message that just said, good night, instead of our usual message, He'd know that I was upset and he'd feel bad. On the petty side, I'd be like, yeah, you should. Um, Now you know how it feels. Or he could have seen it and got upset because why would I get mad when we talk all the time? Which means he makes the decision to speak to me instead of his friends. Excuse me, him choosing them once over my millions shouldn't be an issue. Either way, the intention behind my petty message would have been to push him into a negative space. And that's nasty. That's not something you do to someone that you profess to love. That's why we're different. We're intentional. I'm grappling in my mind. I was just like, no, this is supposed to be our time. But Daniil, is the one day going to hurt you? Are you really going to, not even the one day, the few hours going to hurt you? Are you really going to send some... Passive aggressive. There you go. Passive aggressive to go ahead and manipulate the mood. One, you don't know how that mood is going to turn out. Two... Is it worth it? That is a real thing. That's why these other women don't have a chance. They don't have a chance. 
That's Amen. Women don't have okay. a chance. <laughs> it's, ad, it's the admiration for me. But no, but Daniil, that was beautiful. And that is something that mm-hmm. I feel like will resonate with everybody. And I hope that people will actually think about that. Think about your actions before yeah. you choose pettiness. Like I said, I love being petty. <laughs> there's, there's, there's passive petty and there's active petty. And I don't like passive petty. When people usually talk about petty, they talk about passive petty. No, I like active petty. If you feel the need to be passively petty too much, then I go to what you're saying. Like, yo, maybe you should, shouldn't be in those situations. I, I, I guess I was just thinking about it while you were saying it. I know you mentioned being in relationships with those who are same gender, but I guess I'm just thinking as a whole, how many people do I have that are our age that I look up to? I, I, I see the relationship and I see things that I actually want to emulate. And it's, it's few and far in between. Because I think in general, too, something with our relationship us feeling the need to communicate or even over communicate if we want to throw that out there steps from trying to do what we don't see and I'll speak for myself specifically I think a lot of the times when I make decisions on how I'm going to communicate with Kevin it comes from me saying all right well I've seen it done that way and that's not going to work so let me go do this opposite thing that just happens to have worked all the time and we've been on the same page with that. So, mm, And what does that look like? Well, I'll, I'll give Kevin a chance to speak, but I'll say that I think for me that it, it just looks like true honesty going into tough conversations with a goal in mind, right? So okay. it's, okay. Um, I want to tell you how I'm feeling in this moment or I want to convey a point to you that could possibly push a button, could possibly upset you, could possibly do nothing to you or mean nothing to you, but I'm going into it letting you know that it's important to me or it has some type of importance. And I'm doing that first so that you know I need you to hear me. Putting forth the point, knowing um, on the receiving end that it's not meant to attack you or it's not meant to just ruffle feathers just because. The epitome of a, of a successful relationship um, is not just um, from the romantic sense, but even friendships where the longer this can be fruitful and it could give to the both of us, then the more successful it is. You know what I mean? It's, it's a be fruitful thing. So if you think about the epitome of longevity in this lifetime would be like forever until death do us part the marriage thing. This is all theory now. And me, for me, in my head, I'm like, okay, if I'm going to be with somebody forever, I know I need the freedom to be me mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. some point. So it's like whether mm-hmm. it comes early or it comes later whatever it is i need that freedom and in turn i got to give that person that freedom as well because if we're going to be here for a while and we're humans like we're all humans we're all complex we have these different ideas we go through phases heck we're not even you're not even healthy all times like sometimes you might just have a cold you might be sick somebody got to hold you down so it's like okay what do we do to give our to be here for each other but still give us the space and room to grow and to evolve while having this person. And I think if you kind of have that in the back of your mind, and that's like a really, really like foundational principle, then that can help with anything when it comes to just friendship, relationship, whatever. It's like, okay, what what do you need for the longevity? Okay. Well, I want to actually circle back. So let's start first, because I think my first idea in um, starting this episode is two people coming together and forming a union based on their own personal experiences. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have a, you may have two completely polar different backgrounds and then coming into something and trying to form this whole experience together. And I would just really know like, what does that look like? Because a lot of times how we were brought up 
could really impact the trajectory of a, of a relationship. Mm-hmm. So I could just say for me, it's living in the South where children were seen and I heard. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's like, you know, something that happens in New York. I feel like children are very vocal here <laughs> as opposed to down South. Yeah. Um, yeah. But mm-hmm. it's kind of weird also going into childhood and then adolescence and then young adult and forming this voice after being muted so long because Mm -hmm. you do you become shy you become Mm -hmm. very timid in fear of getting in trouble for saying too much or speaking up i think children are more vocal in new york now i'm jamaican and that's how i was raised and i grew up in a very diverse neighborhood that had a lot of west indian a lot of spanish um latin american and middle eastern people and that was definitely kind of the expectation being and not heard yeah you know children don't necessarily say things but people always say that children notice things so i could see when there are arguments going on instead of it being discussed between the two people who are actually in the relationship I would see the side discussions that happen amongst other people. I would see that there's no resolution. (laughs) So, and it didn't make any sense to me. And then I think when I got in my first relationship, I tried to be a little more vocal. I was doing too much, trying to force someone to communicate unnecessarily. Like, Like I would feel bad for doing so, but that would always leave me feeling pretty hurt to going into this relationship with Kevin. I had already recognized that all my cards are on the table and that I'm completely understood to also open up that avenue to feel that same safety with me, that they can confide in me, that they can address things and not just hold things to their chest. Because that's who is that really benefiting in the long run of the relationship? But the word is willing. Um, when she says, it's like, listen, the, the, the person I'm with, they, they have to hear me. In turn, what that means for the other person is they need to be willing. I think a lot of times we always focus on what's in our head. And just to speak for Daniil, because she's such a kind-hearted person as far as she's not really a demanding individual. But when we when she gets to that point as far as saying, listen, I need to be heard, you just know that she's given so much, given so much, and the other person is not willing to give. So I'm just trying to illustrate like the both sides of it. She was in a situation where that other person wasn't willing. So now she's like, okay. And she dealt with it for so long. She's like, all right, now I'm out. Like, I need this. So it's... This person needs this and the other person has to be willing to give that you know, experience. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree. So as far as like how you came up, Kevin, how do you approach coming into a relationship? Also knowing how you were communication wise as a, as a kid. Communication is such a big thing for me as a kid. Yeah. My, my family, I was very small family. It was raised by um, my mom and my grandparents. And what we used to always do is old school you know, when we eat, we all at the table. Well, um, yeah. And my grandpa, <laughs> my grandpa's always, he's a talker, talker, mm-hmm. talker, anything oh, wow. that, that, that can be talked about. He will talk about it. Even if he don't know nothing about it. <laughs> I feel like I'm an introvert by nature, but dealing yeah. with always having to talk, I, I'm really good at it just because mm-hmm. it's just something that I'm, I'm used to. So, um, I think that's at the stage for me to just kind of be good with my words, good with feeling people out. And my mom, help me with conflict resolution we me and her very rarely fought or had arguments if ever if there was ever like tense moment or a hiccup well she never let me ignore it or like sweep it under the rug we would always talk about it and what's crazy is that even if it's not that moment she gave me as much time as i needed to cool off and like to to let the moment pass but no matter what we came back to the situation it could be a week later and she'd be like okay so let's talk about this so that kind of put in my head as far as it's okay to talk. It's okay to have disagreements, but you just never leave anything 
unsaid. You always bring things to a resolution, even if it takes you a while. So just those are a couple of major things in my my childhood that kind of just set the stage for me and knowing how important communication is. So. Yeah. And that's crazy how, Daniil, you come from a place of timidity and you making a decision to say, no, I'm going to be vocal because I feel like I have that same experience. My family dynamic regarding communication, I feel like I have a lot of members in my family where everybody has their own set feelings. Nobody says anything. Everybody wants to be a peacekeeper, but they recognize there's no peace. So nobody wants to acknowledge the elephant in the room. Elaborate on that a little bit, Ron. So you're saying that they'd be either diplomatic or radical, but nobody says anything? Issues started to rise in my family in particular was when my grandma and granddaddy passed. Those are the two Mm -hmm. pillars. It's kind of like the movie Soul Food. Like once the pillar of the family goes away, Mm -hmm. everybody kind of just like scatters. And I think there were just certain things that were happening within my family that causes like a separation in regards to whatever misunderstanding or miscommunication. Nobody spoke on it. And so it allowed it to infect and fester and cause the feelings and just never. Exactly. And I think me being the baby, whereas the first grandchild in our line of generation is 50. I'm 30. She was 20 when I was born. All of that in between from her to me, I'm literally the only one that is the most vocal because everybody before me feared my grandmother. My grandmother was very much the person like children are not are seen, not heard. I think me coming around when I came around, it's the leniency of being old and blah, blah, blah. So I had a far different experience with her than everybody else before me. Mm-hmm. And so I was the loose cannon. I was the one where I was like, you know, super vocal. And it's like, oh my God, this is a different breed. I don't know who this person is. But I believe how that came about from being unheard for so long. As a teen, teens are rebellious. I had a lot of pent up anger and that anger caused me to force myself to be vocal about things and speak up and actually, you know, go against the grain to what I saw in the family that was happening. Like it'll be a lot of, Word and chatter going around, but nobody would actually address the person that they needed to talk to. Along with the smoke. Mm. Exactly. And I think that <laughs> it did, it brings true to who I am today. Like, I'll always raise my hand and speak up. I'll always just tell it like it is. Because to me, knowing my truth, whether if you acknowledge or not, at least you know and you heard what I said. You might not be able to receive it. And that's on you. That ain't on me. You could receive it five years from now or you could receive it now. That's your choice. Can I piggyback on that for a little bit? Online? Yeah, because Go ahead. that's such a that's such a big thing as far as the receiving and understanding of things. Mm-hmm. I forgot who I was speaking to. I think I th- actually, Daniel, I think we were out to eat with one of your one of your friends, and I had said we were talking about a bunch of different uh, black issues. And what it what had happened was I had mm-hmm. said I got to the point where I didn't care if the world understood my plight or the world because at a certain point because you know we deal with validation issues and all these different things oh my that's God. a whole nother that's a whole nother topic no, but, but we i can said, talk I, about it no let's talk but about let, that but, but let no, me let me just statement yeah let me connect this so it's yeah i got to a point where i was like i don't care if the world understands me but then as we're talking we get to the point where we're talking about relationships and i said now relationships and pillow talk in my household I need my woman to understand. She don't got to understand everything. Mm. She don't got to agree with. But I'm like, see, listen, the people close to me, like close, close bonds, the bond is only 
understood if you understand me. You don't always even have to agree, but it's like you have to see that's the difference when if it's if I'm out in the street, if I'm at work, if it's whatever. And I'm not saying that I'm I, I got my middle fingers up for everybody, but it's one of those things like if you don't get it, I could just kind of. All right. Well, sorry, we just agreed to disagree and go about. But if it's in my space and that's that's what family is, that's what friends are. No, understanding is it's not even negotiable because if we don't have it, then we just build this tension and this friction and it's like a, a house divided. So I just wanted to point that out because that's important. Just to comment on the tail end of that, because I think as far as communication goes, that understanding piece is something that gets overlooked mm. a lot and just just undermined because understanding does not mean full on agreement. Like when you're communicating with someone, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to now agree with everything that they have said to you, because it's not about necessarily changing your opinion. It's literally just about being heard, received, and you getting a sense of like, you know, just what their fundamental thoughts are. And it helps you learn that person. The way Kevin and I interact, and even like, you know, the way my, some of my close friends and I interact, I have such an understanding of them because of our communication and what we talk about and how we talk that I can go into a situation and know, okay, I can bring this person. I have that understanding of how they think mm -hmm. and how they process mm -hmm. things. I don't think, I think people don't give that enough credit when it comes to communicating because I think always aiming for that understanding anytime you're communicating is so important because it really is teaching you about that I person. I think also an underlining major component to quote unquote understanding is comprehension and i'm a bold face and underline mm -hmm. that word because <laughs> someone may have an understanding on what you're saying however because of their experience they may take it far differently from what your intention is so mm -hmm. i feel like comprehension mm -hmm. is majorly important mm -hmm. because people yeah. can have completely different understandings on either a word or a phrase or whatever mm -hmm. you're saying and they could just go ahead and move on in the conversation assuming that that's where you're coming from when you have yet to have the chance to give clarity as far as like no this is what i mean mm -hmm. i think for example for me approaching my relationship do not give me the bearings and the overwhelming task to completely 100 percent fully understand you. Nobody on this earth is going to 100% understand anybody. I believe that's like setting somebody up for failure. Mm -hmm. And I think as humans, mm -hmm. we do yearn so much for 100% understanding. But I just think that it's so impossible. Yeah, I actually agree with that. Comprehension is majorly important. Yeah. With under, I think we, we got to look at understanding and comprehension because they go hand in hand. I'm, I'm going to take what mm -hmm. you just said. You got, we have to look at those as the ultimate goal of communication. A lot of times a narrative is painted of communications hard. People argue, people this, people that. And the reason it's happening is because I don't think people know what they're communicating for. Most mm -hmm. people are communicating mm -hmm to be understood mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you should communicate to be understood and to understand it's a mm -hmm. two-sided goal yeah so and it's like you have to do it consistently you have to do it often you have to do it then do it again and revise it be like oh i messed this up me and daniel have had a lot of conversations where we would literally be talking about something and then we both have done this we'd be talking about something like in the middle of the conversation because we very rarely argue but we do get into passionate debates and I don't say I that PC you. wise, but that's just what we do, right? So we'll be in the middle of it, and then one of us yeah. will stop, and be like, 
wait a second. When you said this, is this what that meant? And then we'll be like, no, 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 it meant that. And then the whole thing, we literally shut the whole thing down because we realized, mm-hmm. oh, this was a misunderstanding. So that's why we, you don't argue a lot because we always search for the un- understanding. And when it's a misunderstanding, we're like, well, none of what we said, because it was it gets built on something that was false anyway. They didn't mean it and I didn't receive it correctly. Mm-hmm. So it's a lie. We like cut the lies out. And that's why it's just kind of pure because mm-hmm. we're just like, all right, well, if you ain't mean it, my bad. I'll back up too because I misunderstood it. It's not a game to win. I just need my partner, me and my partner to be on the same page. Yeah. And that's what we got to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Keep in yeah. Mind. And I think it is. It's a battle and it's a game of they only want their end of it. I feel like that's like a serious red flag because I've been there before in yeah. relationships where it's like, we were literally on separate islands wanting that other person to come onto the other island. It's like, how am I supposed to get over there? The reality of it is y'all got to meet in the middle. You can't exactly. be on a separate island. Y'all got to exactly. swim to the middle and build your own little uh, castaway uh, <laughs> ship. And that's <laughs> where the love is at. The happiness is in the middle of that ocean. Right. It's not on either of the islands. How do you approach confrontation, misunderstandings in your relationship? Honestly, it always starts off so respectfully. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we so <laughs> We're the definition of respectfully, honestly. like With us, everything really does stem mm-hmm. out of love. Like, it's all about our growth. It's all, we both know we love each other and we want to stay together and we want everything to be supported by things that are real. So we really do come to each other in love because when it comes to us having uh, deeper discussions, the reason we come into it is because something needs to be clarified. It usually starts off with, hey, this happened and I know this wasn't your intent, but I need to tell you how it made me feel and why. It's that preface that we put on it that's like, although this happened and this may not be the ideal and it may not feel good for me and it probably isn't going to feel good for you when I bring it up, please know that I know you're not trying to hurt me, but this was triggering. Or if it wasn't triggering, this was just hurtful. And recognizing that the reason why we are hurt is usually attached to something we've dealt with in the past or it just doesn't sit well. We definitely take, I think, the time to think of it on an individual level at mm-hmm. first. Our first time, this is, we used to work together and that's how we met. We were together, but because we were working together, some of our coworkers knew, but not everyone did because technically I was a part of management. He wasn't, though I wasn't. Scooped up the boss. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so we were working in a bank and there was a guard there that weekend who he asked for my number. I'm not used to those mm-hmm. situations. He did it in a good way too. I just want to put that like it wasn't just like he was asking and it was like obviously he was trying to get with her. Like he did it in a really smooth way too. I got to say that as well. Yeah, he says something about needing to have the supervisor's numbers or whatever because he's and which is kind of true but I'm like you could contact your supervisor though so I gave him my number but I could just tell that the intent was different because when I brought up another way that you know whoever's there could be contacted the way he kind of tried to skirt around I was like "Uh, I told Kevin about it I know like I'm not trying to do nothing shady nothing like that let me just tell you what happened he was not happy about the fact that I gave this man my number it's like no I gotta talk about this right now and Kevin was like no you need to wait like, let me let me enter real quick because go, go this ahead. is as I gave the preface for like uh how my mom told me about conflict resolution is like you get to it little did she know at that time and this is why I love I love this first first little tip because at that time it's like because of where she came from I under I totally well when she spoke when she explained it to me I totally understood but she doesn't know that for me I wasn't saying I don't want to talk about it because I wasn't trying to talk about it no we were at work 
people still didn't know there was a lot of, i was seeing the big picture and it's like no we're gonna talk about this but we're gonna talk when we're off you know off the premises for me and this comes from my scarring from past relationships because i've had instances where if there's something that happens in a relationship an argument or and it usually gets like swept under the rug not from my lack of trying it was all you know oh i'm fine this is fine blah blah, blah you're making a big deal out of nothing and then weeks later it would come back and get thrown yeah. in my face like we got out of work that day and you know, we're walking and he's not talking to me. We're still holding hands and walking. And, you know, we're walking through these Soho streets and we got to walk kind of like in single file, but he still has my hand and the lawn. I'm just back there, <laughs> tears coming down my face, like, like quiet, like <laughs> trying I, to keep like it I together. Like I picked her up from school because she got in trouble. Like, oh yo, my God. Totally I'm about to boil me. over because I was so scarred, like... I was so scarred. Like, I'm not used to not being able to talk. I'm like, I just got in this relationship. I didn't even want to be here in the first place. I wasn't looking for no man. And now, two weeks in, and I didn't want the awkwardness of not giving my phone number. And now I'm going to be alone. Bump that dude. Like, like, but no, it, Kevin said it was, really was a beautiful moment because he could see that I was upset. And we talked about why I felt like I needed to talk about it in that moment. And he told me why he couldn't. And it made all the sense in the world. I needed to be validated in that moment. You the insecurity there we go i needed my my insecurities to kind of be blown away because i'm so used to being in the situation where it was i'm not communicating with you because i don't want to or you don't deserve it or i want to hold this as ammunition for later and i knew i wasn't about to subject myself to that any longer he had the same angle in mind the same intention of we want to get past this so we got to communicate it's just it's just about uh, being respectful of the timing that right. each other needs for me there's a duration of time where it's like I have to filter through how I'm feeling right now because I can recognize that sometimes we could be in our feelings and understand that we have no control they have no control so it's no point in me bringing it up some things just kind of like it could be a flub but some things it's kind of like nah I need to speak on this because this is serious to me and this is gonna be a opportunity to set a boundary so that moving forward it does not happen again for me it requires a significant amount of time I don't know if like if I need to sleep on it and that might not be great. But I know for me, I'm very fiery when I'm upset. So mm. I simmer myself mm. down so I could then come to it in a more healthier way. I think it's different for everybody. Um, and okay. that's why it's important. You know, it's a cliche, but it's very important. People like you got to know yourself. Yeah. When you're getting into these into relationships because things of this nature. Nah, we ain't sitting on this one. This is an ASAP. Other person can't read your mind. That's what communication is yeah. for, too. You got to know what's in there. You got to know what's in your mind. You got to know what's in your heart. You know what's in your spirit. Even if you got to take the time and be like, you know what? I don't even know why I'm mad. Give me a couple days or give me a day. Give me give me some minutes. Wait, you could do that, too. That's fair, too. That's great, yeah. actually. I feel like your partner is similar to me. Like, yeah. we're ready to go right Absolutely. at the start. And you, as you called Kevin your twin, like, you guys are definitely more of that same cloth of, let me take a minute and get this together. But like I said, I get antsy and I want to put it on low, let it simmer. I got to simmer a little yeah, bit. Yeah, right. Gotta All right. <laughs> no, I, but here's the thing, though. I could understand totally, 100% understand the agita the other person could have when you simmering. Mm. I completely get that. Yeah. But it's like, allow me yeah. the space to think about it. I need that for me. And mm. if you know me... <laughs> <laughs> no, but look, 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 hold on. He just said it. He just said it. If you know me, and that's the important part because that's another stigma thing where it's like, yeah. people mm. like me and you, Alon, it's like, we're not simmering 
to give you the knockout punch. We're simmering right. so we could cal- literally calm down. That's mm-hmm. that's what we're doing, you know. Daniil, you just moved to Atlanta, and Kevin, you're still here. So the next question is like, does distance impact communication, and how so? Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And and but it but it's so intricate. Like I said before, it's it's individuals knowing how they communicate the best. And before she moved to Atlanta, she's in Brooklyn, and I'm in the Bronx. That's low key like a long distance relationship, oh, already, right? Hell yes. <laughs> Let me put it in perspective of, of like our people that don't live in New York. The amount of time that it takes you to get on a flight and go to Atlanta from New York is probably the same amount of time it would take to go from Brooklyn to the Bronx. So you might as well be on a flight to Atlanta. That is a hundred percent a fact. Yeah, so we basically were in a long distance relationship anyway. What I noticed, I am a lot better in person. Even before we were in a relationship, I kind of knew that about myself. But when I got into a relationship, it's like, yeah, this is really, she's more of her bold self. She'll just talk about everything on her mind and all those different things. And I'm not like that. It's like, I can, but that's just not what I usually like to do. Sometimes I like to just be in people's presence and depending on what I, like, I'm very strategic even how I interact. So sometimes just being around her, the quality time, the sense of touch, like that's kind of what I like, right? And when I don't have that, it's really tough for me. Like it's extreme, like right now, her being in Atlanta is tough for me. Like Mm. extremely tough. But Mm. um, we have our different goals. We have our, you know, our deadlines and things we have to do as a couple. So we put up with it. But it's such an adjustment. Because whenever I'm seeing her consistently or whatnot, I'm getting a lot of love and affection. And if I'm not, it's not that it's not there. And it's not even that she doesn't show it. Because if we're on the phone, showing her love is her talking and trying to give you, catch you up on, on her day. Like she said that to me and I experience it because of the way I receive love. It's if you're not careful, it could be an issue. You know what I'm saying? So distance definitely affects the relationship because you have to, the means of communication are different. It's not because not all commun- communication, is not just talking. Sometimes communication is nonverbal. It's physical. It really It'll be is. Like, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, yo, I just need a hug or I need to lay on her, lay on her lap and then she'll, you know, she'll need to hold my hand, like stuff like that. That's communicating. You know, that's affection, but it's still communicating. And mm-hmm. when you don't have certain mm-hmm. ways of doing it, it kind of limits you. You don't have as many options, but you can mm-hmm. still get through it. But you have to be even more intentional. When you're, you know, when you have distance. Mm-hmm. My first relationship was essentially mm-hmm. long distance as well, too. So, like, it started off in high school and went into me being in college. And uh, the person that I was seeing was in Brooklyn, but I was in school in Virginia. And that was a few years. So it was this thing where I was used to having to communicate on the phone in my relationship. I got spoiled with Kevin because I got a lot more in-person time. The conversations over the phone, especially at this point, we've been together for over five years. Like it's not the ideal by any means. I know I, I can handle it more than Way Kevin better. can. Um, <laughs> and, and I want to say this too, to my my uh, need for like in-person. Keep in mind, I was raised an only child and single mother well with my grandparents like i said but it was me and my mom and i get all her love she get all my like it's just it's a direct line i don't do well with sharing i've adopted since a younger kid this loner personality i'm me cherishing my alone time gives me more of a cognitive acceptance to distance relationships as opposed to somebody being here every day that overwhelms me I ain't going to even lie. Mm, and that, that is an adjustment that I'm willing to make 
However, I'll be vocal about how that will be an adjustment. (laughs) That's what I'm anticipating personally, you know, because we have a lot of similarities. It's like because me and her are planning, you know, to move in together very soon. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. in my head, I'm like, I'm not really fearful of it, but it's just like, I'm like atomic bomb. Yeah, like I'm gonna have to learn. Be like, be like, wait a second. This space is just as much hers as it's mine. What? Like, so yeah, we'll deal with it. We'll figure it out. Yeah. But that's that's how you know I love her. Because if I didn't, I wasn't doing that. Hello. That's how you know I love him too. Because even when it came time for looking looking for places, I know I have a lot of stuff. But even past that, I was just like, I don't want him and I to have to be on top of each other in whatever place we're in. Like. Yes, we've had all this time, five and a half years of not being able to like actually really be in close proximity for like longer than, you know, like a two week vacation or something like that. Um, but that don't mean I got to be on his lap all <laughs> yeah. the damn time. Like I need to be able to be on this side of the apartment and you be on that side of the apartment when we need it because we are both individuals who need our space. All right. So how to cope with unexpected changes or major decisions that may impact the relationship? I worked at the post office for about a year, right? And those who have worked at the post office know it's it's like being in the army. Like I've, there's been some people that were in the Marines in, in the post office and I spoke to them and I was like, you know, which one, <laughs> which one's harder? You know, Marines, are, they're like, listen, the Marines was easier. Like it was just as far Whoa. as like what they were working. But I know, you know, take it with a grain of salt. I'm not trying to say, you know, depending on what people were doing, whatever. I'm just saying it's a lot. Of, it's a very stressful environment. That's the point. Right. Mm-hmm. So six days a week, 12 hour days. Insane. The reason I took the job was because when I needed the money and, you know, looking for looking towards the future, you know, it was the quickest way to get like real money. And it's weird to say this because, you know, it. But until you kind of have to deal with it you don't know it as well that time is a limited resource so if i'm putting all this time into this job that's time that she's not getting that's time that we're not getting and and now keep in mind remember what she said she's better with the phone thing i'm the one that's not so it wasn't even like she was hard at adjusting to it i was suffering in my relationship because of the decision that i made eventually i quit because i don't work there no more but that's one of the first times that i had to make a decision like really make a decision based on somebody else. I could have kept doing that, but I have a feeling the the resentment that I was feeling and not being around her would have created that schism that could have ultimately broke us up later on down the line because I'm not getting what I need, but it's all on me. I put myself in the position. It's like, okay, now you got to get yourself out. I really understood men could say, you know, don't work too much or what's can lead to infidelity and stuff like that because you're like lost and you don't even know why you lost. That was one of the like mm. major life lessons I, I learned from that situation. It Repeat was like that. as a man, when you make a certain decision, if you if you're in a relationship, whether heterosexual or homosexual, it doesn't even matter really. Like no. If you're focused so much on one thing, you can get lost from the rest of your life. You don't even know what's happening until one day you wake up and there's just like an emptiness. Message. In addition to me just loving her, it's like, are we going to care so much about this dollar that you give this up? Because there's things that she's taught me. You have to just be careful and you have to, you have to, it's priorities, priorities. And it was really exactly. It was just real. I want to really touch on that because I think that is a cycle that women don't see and men don't see equally. Women put this entire focus on men to be the provider, but they don't know Mm -hmm. the cost that comes with that provider title. If we actually sit and assess and learn from previous generations and how they went about things, it's very clear how infidelity plays a role. Distance with family dynamic and all of those things play a role if 
the woman is playing the housewife and she's dealing with the day-to-day and stress mm-hmm. of keeping this family on her back while the man just goes out on a job and he's exploring all of these different experiences and things and he's completely mm-hmm. detached See from his family a- due to the fact that he's solely focused on being the provider. That's what happens. Everything comes with a cost. And I think a lot of men share this with me as well, where it's like, and again, it's a generalization, so it's not one size fits all. But for those that are built like me, when men get stressed and they're dealing with a lot, they don't always want to talk about it. And not because they don't need to talk about it. Like we suppress a lot and it's not good. There's certain times when when you're trying to be a warrior and and hustle and do whatever, sometimes you, you have to like remove your feeling. If you're always engaging in your feelings, you might not even do it. But that's that also leaves our partners out the loop because if we're not engaging in the feeling, they don't even know we feel like that. I remember one time and I had a really rough week. Daniel was at my house one time and I just laying on her chest and I was bawling. Mm-hmm. But it was just so much like I was holding on to. Here's the crazy part. We spoke every day. The same way I said she talks and she just lets it go. I don't do that. And that goes to the point of me needing in-person affection because if she wasn't actually at my house when it happened, that still might have stayed in my chest. It's such a balancing act when it comes to relationships. And it's an investment, yo. Like, you cannot sleep on If you really want a, a fruitful, productive, blessed relationship, you have to invest. And I think in this day and age, like, we just need to, just like you were saying, Alon, about, you know, you've seen the dynamics in these relationships where the where the men are... Or, or the provider, and to use what you were saying, where the women expect the men to be providers and the women are supposed to kind of be taking care of the household. Like for me, I don't overlook those relationships of the generations before us. I feel like I use them in a different way. So like every time I hear the whole the whole notion of like women expecting men to be providers, which I do know is true of many women, I all I can really see is all those flawed relationships that have come out of it. So it, it just moves me to do different. And it traumatizes the kids that they bring in too. Let's talk about yeah. it. Right. Because <laughs> I, yeah, because I'm not like, you know, and Kevin, you honestly call me out if I'm saying anything that, that I haven't mm-hmm. shown to be true, but I don't look to Kevin to be my not provider. Like I need 50, 50. I need you to help me keep this home together. I need, and I know I need to be feeling that I'm contributing. Being an active member to what we built together. Yeah, because I just feel like there are so many things that you come up against in life and expecting one person to shoulder shelter, <laughs> like that's that's a huge piece. That's way too much. Expecting someone to to facilitate family that's way too much what are we doing this is something that needs like there needs to be a working equilibrium between both like if for some reason we're not about to do a half split let's figure out why we're not and let's just make sure it makes sense because sometimes i just don't i i can't i can't see like i can't say i can't see that it doesn't make sense like even with kevin and i financially I have student loans. Kevin ain't got no student loans. Hallelujah. My, my, um... Oh my God, what a blessing. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> right? My bills look like monthly, look very different than Kevin, but I'm still coming to the table like, no, I want to pay half rent and utilities. And he's like, well, hold up, Sheldon, slow up. Maybe what we need to do is I shoulder more of this while you try and bring down that debt. But like, that's hard for me. Like, we had that conversation that was real tough for me because I'm like, me, that's not Let me Let me jump MO. in right there because straight with the theme communication understanding comprehension it's like first of all i appreciate the fact that she's willing 
just to be like, yo, listen, I want to have your back. And it's not just lip service. Like my girl, like she really, the dates and all that we did at the beginning, she's like always got home money. If I had to force myself at times, at times to just pay right. the bills, she'd be, she'd throw in the tip, be like, all right, let's go. Like, like she's like that. Right. So I just appreciate the fact that that's in her. Right. Beyond that finance is numbers. So the numbers don't even make sense for her. The amount of student loan that she has. It's real out here, y'all. Yo, it doesn't <laughs> even make sense to have half as an expectation. Half is the ideal. Right. And I appreciate her for the ideal. But life is not just a collection of ideals. We got to deal with the reality. See, a lot of times people will still have that expectation on their partner just because they so butthurt and they so insecure about, um, oh, not wanting to get taken advantage of and such and such. And I've had even the thoughts come from either loose family members or friends be like yo well such and such if you in a better financial they like they throw it in there and it's like okay i'm not insecure i know who she is i know what's going on and we're gonna deal with this as a team because that's what i sign up for because i love her i know what this is just what it is whatever we doing is what we doing you can't expect blessings from the sky with your hands closed when people go into these relationships they want everything so they think they could get from a relationship but you have your hands closed you have to have your hands open. You have to be vulnerable. You have to like, so you got to build strong from the beginning, you know, but a lot of people don't do that. I agree. So we should move on to reflection questions, guys. So for question one, how are you a different person from loving your partner? Ooh, so I think I was already patient, but Kevin has increased my patience. He's increased the way in which I approach all situations that have to do with human interaction. And that really is saying something because I put extra effort into seeing where people are coming from, or like I said, I can be petty and my fuse might be a bit short, but it's all internal. Like I don't give that to people on the outside because of his impact in my life. I think about everything that's going on with that individual before I just am on the responsive. There's actually a lot. Um, I'm not trying to give all of it just, just for the sake of time and stuff, but I think these two are really important. One, she helps me to understand that everybody's not out to get me. <laughs> I suffer from a lot of uh, paranoia and just feel like I got to do things on my own and like I'm at war with the world. Mm. And number two, even if you were thinking like that's going to kill you, so you probably shouldn't do that, right? And it's and it's and it's never <laughs> she never like did it aggressively. It was just very gentle and it kind of smooths my soul over. And the second part of it that kind of goes with what I said is like help she helps to quell my pride in a way that, you know, just helps me think clear because sometimes again with that whole weight on the world on your shoulders and the pressure that I kind of put on myself mm. I'm not as effective if I'm if I'm just the pressure sometimes the pressure can be too much like I know how to thrive off it I need a little bit of it because it just helps to get something out of me but if I got too much I actually can't see anything and she what she does her energy is like it's like hey take some of that off simplest thing but it means it's magnet. I can't even, I'd be on here to tell you like the actual situations where she did it. And like, I felt like I was a thousand times smarter. She changed my life like that. You know? Just from that alone, I hope the world could see and understand based on me sharing my life on this podcast, how we are just alike. We really? are just mm -hmm. alike. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I'll say. If y'all could see the stink on the long God. Everything he said, I'm like, me. Me. But we have these, we have these problems all the time, Kevin. I mean, it's just yeah. what it is. Quite, March yeah, 8th, yeah. babies. Mm -hmm. You know, I've had that same situation. Um, and just mm -hmm. recently, I'll say, um, 
we were on his birthday trip and I was in my typical thing where I was telling him or just being transparent just on my part. I was just like, you know, or I don't have, you know, people out here. It's like, Alon, we got you. If I don't feel like I have that. And, and this is how he talks. And, I, you know, I yeah. could take a message from anybody. So yeah. it's, it's okay with me. But, like, he was like, are you dumb? Like, you literally got people texting you telling me happy birthday. Like, you got... So many people out here, like, taking you upstate to New York on a freaking house and blah, blah, blah. And you telling me you ain't got nobody or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Just from that message alone, it really made me feel ungrateful, for one. And I think that it was permitting because I need to get out of that thinking, thinking that I'm here alone and people are out to get me and I'm only here to save myself. That is very overwhelming. Me and you now, could personally hello? go in on that. We don't even got to. Yeah. yeah. It, it, <laughs> That's yeah. a whole nother thing. And it makes you, you know, <laughs> I don't even know where that comes from. But, I mean, I don't knock it on myself because I know I know my experience. And I know where mm. it comes from. And it makes sense to me. But in that moment, I recognize, like, Alon, this needs to stop now. Like, give other people credit and give yourself credit. What has made you angry about your partner? as a couple the first thing that came to mind was we ain't got no money but that's not really our like we working on that <laughs> <laughs> but yeah chemistry wise uh um, i don't really have maybe money. maybe the fact that we not outside a lot but it doesn't really make me angry it's just one of the anger is anger is not the word okay. maybe it's just something that i feel like we could do more and i don't mean just physically outside but i mean even like this pot like i know we're here for you really but this is kind of dope for us to like be talking about our experience after like five years mm -hmm. and just being able to kind of spread that somewhere. Somebody can get a piece of that and like hone on to it. Like that's incredible. And I feel like, you know, we need to do that in some, whatever version it may be. And again, we're not perfect. It's just one of them things is just each one teach one. And if we can help other people, you know, that may be the one thing where I'm like, you know, we could, we could do that better, but we're, you know, we're in our own world. So, but it's not anger. It's like, yeah, we're not perfect, but I think we're definitely a positive mm -hmm. example. Yeah, I don't think I have anything I'm angry about in our relationship. Yeah, but anger's not the word. It's more just, we could do that better. Yeah, I think better. angry is a strong word. Um, but I think kind of to take something from you, I think, you know, me and my partner, we're kind of in the same stage where we both want some level of elevation in our career to grant us access to be, be able to enjoy certain things in life. And I think with our age group, yeah. whether if you're out here thriving or if you're still like pushing for that peak within either your career professionally or just a better work life quality or life quality in general, I think that that's a given, you know, um, we're still climbing that mountaintop and we're both kind of in that same phase of looking for that one little opportunity to grant us it's elevation. Just, I, I look at that as just bigger than us though. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. obviously, obviously we do work to get there, but it's just right. not, it's not just exclusive to like, it's not, if you have a successful relationship, that means y'all, y'all will get rich all of a sudden or just like that. doesn't. Yeah. That's not how that works. No. It's all these other factors. That's why I was like, I can't even be angry at that. Cause that's outside of us. You know what I mean? Right. And, and, and also his level of growth might be different from my level of growth being present in that moment to say, these are personal goals for me. 
and he has his mm. own set of personal goals. Like living in that moment together and encouraging one another is important. Instead of suppressing those thoughts and thinking internally, you could get yourself frustrated and that frustration can come out on the other person. And that yeah. could really cause a turbulent yeah. situation. Are we spending enough time together just as a couple? Our major growth moments, unfortunately, have been on the phone. Like we we still do our growing and get our closeness from those moments on the phone. There are just better ways for us to have quality time and we're almost there. <laughs> like I can't even look at it as like, oh man, we don't have it. It's like, no, it's been five and a half years in the making. Not in the beginning of our relationship, we're working together. Kevin was still in school in the city. We used to see each other all the freaking time, which is why we can really feel the difference between not having that, but it's at most a couple more months and then we'll finally be yeah, living yeah. together. It's common. Manifest for us, y'all. I think me and my partner, we spend enough time together. Um, I think we spend a significant amount of time. And I think quality time is definitely something that we both are privy to. Both of us are sim heads. Whether we're together or even on the phone, we'll be on FaceTime playing the Sims together. <laughs> Not saying a That's word. Like, no, it's real. I just want to take a quick moment and shout out all the couples who can be together and do nothing. Because that is underrated. I don't understand. Like... It's a love language that's unspoken. Yo, like, we don't even like a lot of people in our stuff. And there are times where, like, we know that we can definitely benefit from being around others. But even then, we will this, select about who we're going to share that space with. But we love being together. This woman saved my life because I'm the type of person, I'm overproductive, validation through work and, and productivity, all that. Like, I was raised like that. So it's hard for me to do nothing, right? But when she comes around, she built the culture in the sense of like, this is a great thing, but it's so bad, quote unquote, where it's like, it really is. if I do want to be productive, I'm like, I can't be around my girlfriend. Because if I'm around my girlfriend, <laughs> I'm just going to sink into this couch with her and then we're just going to either go to sleep or watch TV. And it's great. Don't get it twisted. I love it because I don't know how to relax. I have issues. Nope. I taught this nigga how to sit down. This but nigga did not know how to sit. She taught me how to watch TV. She taught me how to watch TV. Like, <laughs> no, Kevin. Oh, my God. <laughs> it is what it is. Twinsies. And you Happy know what? Women's Day. It really <laughs> is. And it's so crazy because just like what I had to learn that lesson on my own. I had nobody to tell me. But mm -hmm. I learned that lesson the hard way just because I'm like, damn, Alon, you could work hard and still not be rewarded. Oh, okay, well, fuck them. Uh, really? And I was just yeah. like, okay, Alon. You have to discern for yourself the premium service you give to people. Absolutely. Are there any ways you hold yourself back from being truly honest with your partner? Mm. I'm going to go ahead and say no for myself. Even just thinking about it makes me emotional. Like, ooh. the only things that I would ever hold back are the things that I deal with my own personal shames on. Understand that this is really a point of vulnerability for me and it's hard and he already knows going into it like other people don't know like this is just mine and now I'm sharing that with him like there literally is nothing he has created this space for me that I know that I am safe to share these things and when I tell you I love this boy so much because there literally is nothing that Kevin doesn't know about me down to things I've done that I regret that I still struggle with and I trust him with hit all. Like, there's nothing. I think for me, the only thing, quote unquote, that that I wouldn't share with her or whatnot, it would be the other side of us being so tactical and, and thoughtful when we're having our conflicts and stuff. All Like, your partner does kind of need to see you unraveled as well. 
and sometimes I I'm forced for her to see it. That I'm kind of courteous like that. Like I don't really want to put my emotions on people in general, and because I love her so much, it's like I don't really want to do that. But the longer you're with somebody, and the deeper you get in love, they have to see it at some point. I don't plan on doing that forever. It's just I'm very like slow and steady with it because it's like you know we've built such a again respect and honor and everything i think kevin's personality type he is definitely erring on the side of caution as far as people's emotions kevin is a type of individual his words carry so much weight and he knows the power of his delivery he's so careful and so intentional and i try to encourage those moments more raw and unfiltered because sometimes it just don't come out that way and once again to reiterate that safe space that our relationship is for us like i'm comfortable with that like i can take it because i know there's no malintent attached to it huh i'm the same way kevin i, I feel like we're gonna get <laughs> sick of saying that so <laughs> i think word. for me <laughs> i'm more comfortable and more used to reserving my thoughts and feelings to where i have to make more of an effort to share my thoughts exactly. and feelings exactly. but yeah exactly. I, I think it's a learning process and like what i said it's a willingness to learn it's a willingness to tell yourself like this is not good this is very toxic and you know yep. you could do better mm-hmm. yep yep mm-hmm. what's something in our history together that was a big deal to your partner it was our first anniversary. To know Kevin is <laughs> to know like a different type of individual. Like the way he asks questions, they're genuine. Um, the way they come about, like I am a fashionista by all means. Like show it to me. If it sparks interest, I want it. There was a bag that I wanted from Zara that I had to show Kevin like months prior. And I saw it online and we had gone into Zara for some reason. I saw it in person. I was so surprised they still had it. And I was about to buy it. But you know how Zara gives it up. I was already buying some other stuff. And it was just, you know, it's a small bag. It's not huge, but it was cute. But I was like, $40? Nah, it's all right. I'm going to wait for the sale. I'm going to wait for the sale. And this has to be at least like two months after the fact. It's our anniversary. First one. I'm meeting up with him after work. This, this was a mistake on my part, but y'all will see why. <laughs> we meet up by like 34th Street. And um, I'm like, he told me where to wait. And I'm waiting or whatever. And I'm standing across from Zara. And in my mind, I'm like, yo, I wonder if they still got that bag. Yeah. And the reason I had her meet there, because I just bought the bag like right before. Like I'm, I was an idiot, but go ahead. I'm just <laughs> right because I'm meeting up with him on the way to the Bronx to his house like we're standing there on the train platform I literally say to him like first she asked she it... said oh did you oh. were you trying to get that bag for me or something like that because she was across the street from the Zara again all my fault I don't I set this up wrong I should have bought it earlier I'm just last minute whatever but I'm thoughtful just last minute so she says yo did you get the bag whatnot she caught me red-handed because the bag was in my bag so I bought it it was true but what I didn't do y'all I did not give up so when she asked me what I did, yeah. I didn't say anything. I was just like, I was just looking. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. The face that he had, though, was just like, it could have been interpreted two ways. But the way I interpreted it was like, shit, I fucked up. Yes, see, check that out. So so what happened was I put doubt in her head. And she's like, oh, dang, you feel bad, don't you? I said, yes, I feel terrible. Was- oh, my God. Oh, my <laughs> God. And, I was, and the whole, I'm we on the D train going on. I'm sitting here, I'm like, yo, do not laugh. We almost we about to get away with this. <laughs> Didn't think he even remembered. Plus, at that point in time, so I know Kevin is not like really a gift giver. Like he tried to become more of one because I was one, more so connecting like deep sentiment to gifts. 
to get to his house, I hop in the shower real quick because I'm coming from work. I just wanted to be clean. Come in the room. He has like the gift bag set up and the card and everything. And I didn't see the card at first. I went into the bag. I took out the bag and I was just like, oh my God, you got it. Yeah, I'm happy about the bag or whatever. But I was already just feeling moved by the fact like, yo, when I showed him this bag in person months ago and remembered it. And that was like the world to me. Then I go read this card. What he had written, I forget what he said, but it was at that moment I realized I was like, yo, this guy is literally my best friend. I got so overwhelmed. And then for him to get me that she bag. Busted. She bust out. That's the crazy part. The I card did it. Ugly cried. The card crazy. The card the did card it. And I'm like, was yo, it. yeah, she, she literally <laughs> cried yes. so hard. She fell asleep and that was it for the day. Like it was so much emotion. Yo, I was standing there crying. Kevin's hugging me. He's like, oh, and he's like, come, come, let's lay down. I'm she, still She doesn't balling. stop crying until she falls asleep, y'all. <laughs> I don't even know when I fell asleep. Mind you, we got into the crib maybe like six. I don't shower long. It's probably like 6.20 at the latest. Um, And I don't even know that I fell asleep. So he gets up, I guess, and that's what wakes me up. And he goes, <laughs> I was just like, where are you going? He's like, I'm going to turn off the light. And in my mind, I want to be like, no. We're celebrating our anniversary. We just got home. The sunlight is still out. But I knew I was so exhausted in my head. I was just like, just went straight to sleep. <laughs> went you know, back to sleep. Woke up know, refreshed. I, I, I thought for her to sleep, y'all. <laughs> Even the thing with Lana, the PowerPoint, like, don't show me too much care. I feel like Danielle is blessed with two versions of Kevin. A friend Kevin, then an actual boyfriend Kevin. Because I had a moment with Danielle like that. I literally mm. did that presentation show her. She was like, yo, oh, wait, wait. <laughs> she, oh, she really, wow. listen, listen, when she feel the love, she just, she just be. She was like, she can you turn the camera and hold on, hold on. She was like, turn the camera, hold on. No, no, we gonna have to pause this real quick. I said, I need a moment. Because I was, listen, when God blesses you with good people, you just got to let them know in yeah. that moment. Alon had me going through. Because it's like my pastor always says, Alon, you know this too. People don't have to be nice. And when they are, they don't have to be nice to you. So when somebody really takes that time and that effort to like do something that is making a difference to your life or showing showing appreciation for you. But I feel like that's what I'm built on. And I feel like Kevin could probably say the same thing. Like, I'm Love built it. on that. Now, I, I may have not received it as much as I would like to in my entire lifespan, but yeah. I definitely give the yeah. experience. The two of y'all, I really do appreciate. And I'm just so glad to be in y'all space and to share y'all's journey. And thank y'all for coming. Of this course. is for everybody. I hope you take some gems from this. I hope that you guys take from this some level of hope, whether if it's you have a relationship and you want to use some tools that you found from here, or if you're looking for a relationship and you're looking to be in the mind space to be ready for a relationship and you feel like you aren't there just based on everything that we talked about there's still someone there out for you Absolutely. it's just a matter of timing it's a matter of having that respect it's a matter of giving that respect comprehension understanding all of the above yeah so if you want you could follow Danielle and her many Instagram pages go ahead Danielle Lord oh gosh my personal page is D-A-Lang L-A-I-N-G 
Um, I am a makeup artist, so my makeup artistry page is D Lang Artistry. So we it's got the a key, but yeah, and I have a blog page, right? You put me in this <laughs> position. <laughs> and the last one is the blog page at it's Daniil I T S D U H K N. And Kevin, oh, oh, hold on, wait before I get to Kevin, y'all. Kevin is a music head. Kevin creates music just like me. I actually wrote a song off of Kevin's beat earlier last year. So, just letting you know what you about to get promoted right here. So, go ahead, Kevin. Thank you, Alon, for being so kind. But, you know, I do my thing. So, uh, Kevin Tyler Dean on Instagram. Kevin Tyler Dean on SoundCloud. That's it for now. Working on some new music out of album I want to put out uh, early next year. Um, So, towards, like, the fall, there'll be some some new stuff coming out. But, yeah. I, I do things. I'm t- I'm terrible at promotion, but boy, move! My baby got bars. Come get barred up on the SoundCloud. Come look and listen and receive yes, your blessing. Down. Okay. And you can follow us at a whole move podcast, and be sure to look up us wherever you get your podcasts. Um, I'm Alon. That's Daniil, and that's Kevin, and we out this bitch. Peace. <laughs>